What's happening, everybody? Thanks for checking us out. This is the Shine Your Light podcast. This is episode eight. I'm Brian Suman. I'm here with Pastor Scott Fussnecker. And today we're going to be talking to the guitar god, <laughs> Benson Coat. <laughs> Got to break the ice. Got to break the ice. Uh, but no, uh, we're, uh, we're here with Benson Cope today, so we're excited to, to check out his story. And uh, this podcast is about, you know, what God's doing in our lives, how, how we're shining our light and encouraging mm-hmm. others that are around us. And um, so just like usual, we kind of talk about our week and just kind of kick this thing off. Pastor Scott? Um, uh, it's been a great week. I mean, we're on spring break right now as far as work is concerned. So uh, still do a little bit with work, obviously, when the kids aren't there just because of the role that I have. But um, we get a lot of work done around the house and things like that. So it's been relaxing. Had a great week at church, been having several great weeks. Just finished our what we call growth track, kind of like the new members class, yeah. which uh, you guys were at. But always good to uh, get the feedback from your uh, folks that are attending and giving you an idea of how they might want to get involved in stuff. So uh, I thought it was a really good one, had really good response. Uh, so it's been a great week. Um, of course, Red's opening day today. It's a great day to uh, play, too, actually. And yeah. means doubleheader yeah. for the, the baseball guy. Yeah, so, um, yep. So, great week. It's been great. Cool. Cool. Benson? It's been a great week. Um, it's been busy, but that's good. Yeah. Um, actually, been. Um, I have a uh, maybe another role opening up at work. Awesome. So, I've really been praying about that, um, kind of what God would want me to do, where I, I'm most effective, I think. Sure. I think and pray about that a lot. So. Well, great. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, maybe uh, you can share that with us. Sure. Pray. You know, during... Uh, during the talking segment, when so, you kind of yeah. get going, um, kind of like we usually do, we try to talk about what's the, what's the history, what what brings us to the table. Mm. You know, Pastor Scott, you you've got a history and a, and a connection with Benson, obviously. Oh yeah, for a long time. Actually, not as long as you though, because right. you guys go back to high school days. But yeah, go back quite a quite a ways yeah. since yeah. I was a teenager, really late teenager. Was I you guess. a teenager? I, I'm just sitting here thinking I was mm. probably eighteen, nineteen. I probably was. Late teenage years, but yeah. Let's see, I'm I mean, we we're doing the rage stuff. It was nineteen yeah. ish, you know. So, see, I met uh, Joe ninety eight. We got married in ninety eight. Yeah. So yeah. I was. Yeah. Your dad married us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of family members been connected by yeah. that man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned uh, Benson and I go back to high school. Lemon yep. Monroe High School, not Monroe, Lemon Monroe, right? Right. I don't know if they still, I don't think, I think they it's dropped Monroe the lemon. Monroe Local. It's Monroe Is Local. It? Monroe Local. So we went back, um, I graduated in 85, you were 84. 84. 84. Um, Benson and I had a uh, mutual friend, so we kind of crossed paths that way, but we also were guitar players. So we kind of shared the stage on talent shows through high school, which was pretty awesome. I mm-hmm. thought that was uh, great that our high school allowed us to get up there and do some crazy stuff. Yeah. I don't know if they rock do that out. anymore. Probably not. No, I don't think so. Probably not. So They might. Talent shows. Edgewood does one all do the they? time. Do they? I bet you they still got Great. it over there. Great. So then, you know, probably, well, you know, when we talk about when I connected with Foundation, Pastor Scott, it was actually mm-hmm. through you. you yes, had, sir. You had messaged me because you actually um, began as the worship leader mm-hmm. for Foundation, mm-hmm. the very beginning service. So you reached out and asked me if... Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in coming along and playing guitar. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that um, as far as that goes, I was wanting to get a hold of Scott. 
mm-hmm. to maybe do some music. Um, and you said that you were, yeah, looking, looking. Well, yeah, planting a church, yeah. and one thing led to another. Yeah. I can re- for some reason it just now popped up in my mind where I was at when we were on the phone having that conversation. Okay. Uh, up there at uh, Cincinnati Dayton Road, like where the Penn Station is mm-hmm. uh, by Liberty and all that. I, for some reason, that just popped in my head as soon as he said that. I'm like, yeah, I remember the phone conversation. I was getting in my car, leaving, leaving probably Penn Station or yeah, something. Sure. Wow. Yeah. It's been a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I was pretty I was pretty wild by, you know, Benson reaching out. You know, we had, you know, so many years since high school. And I looked up to, to Benson as far as his playing back then. And uh, so when he reached out and said, you know, you'd be interested in, and I was very nervous going over to your house the first time. Was you? Yeah, and I believe we we started out with Daryl Evans. Um, track. Yeah, uh, uh, trading my sorrows. Trading my sorrows. Yeah, so I was very nervous coming over and practicing and uh, getting that ball rolling. But yeah, did it, great. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was a great yeah. time to to worship. So, but we're gonna kind of move in a little bit into your story. And the question I have, and when you were on the creative podcast that that I do separately, we talked about, you know, kind of your background, your music and, you know, that upbringing and, and what you did as far as with it after high school. But I was kind of curious, when did God intersect with your music and start taking you in a direction of uh, worship versus, you know, you know, secular? Mm-hmm. Well, I think God's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see, how do I, it would probably be best, I guess, like this. At the time when I was, uh, I was married, um, and the question was posed to me by my wife at the time, do you want to, don't you want to spend eternity with your kids? Mm -hmm. And we had kids, and that really, really struck me. And it really made me think, you know, Kind of like what's going on with my life, because I'd always believed in God. I was raised that way, but um, never—I didn't know anything about really salvation or anything. I just thought it was like an automatic sort of thing. Um, so, anyways, was invited by a uh, by a friend, a good friend, uh, to a Bible study, and went in with all this uh, these presumptions in my mind. You know, I'm not going to get trapped into this. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, I, I always wanted to remain cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going, but I'm not going. Absolutely. I'm right. going, but, man, I ain't going twice. I'm right. just going for you so, today. <laughs> anyways, you're right. And so, you know, my thing was, yeah, I believe the Bible, most certainly. Mm-hmm. I believe everything in there. I uh, didn't know very much at all what was in there, but I had made that profession and kind of, uh, was gently uh, painting myself into a corner. Right. I think, I guess, God allowed that or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, about being born again and stuff, and I didn't know anything about that. Man, I was just, I seen my need big time there at uh, Bible study. About Anyways, how old were you? I was uh, 20, 95, I don't so know, 28. 20s. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. Something like that. And uh, so I seen the need big time of what I needed to do, and I just uh, actually repented then. Um, At the Bible study? Yeah. 
mm-hmm. with just inside my heart. Right. And I thought, man. Oh, that's great. I want you, God. If, if you know. So you did say not some out loud right, prayer or whatever. You did it in your heart. Yeah. That's great. I thought, if I've not done this right, I, I, I most certainly want to. Um, I was scared to death. Sure. Uh, anyways, and um, made it through that and was invited to a church. I was probably maybe on a Thursday, the Bible study, something like that, and then went to church that Sunday. You know, I've heard stories of, oh, I felt like the preacher was talking just to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I felt that. And uh, went to the altar call and just poured everything out right there. Awesome. And I felt like that, um, I felt like Jesus had his arm. I mean, I didn't see anything or hear anything, but I just felt in my heart Jesus had his arms wide open. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I've been waiting so long for you. And it was just a life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, just wanted to tell everybody. And everything that I did, I wanted to just lift him up in everything. And um, so, you know, guitar playing has just always, not always been a part of my life. I think music has. Um, I started playing around nine. Um, Wanted to play the drums. Okay. Uh, Dad said everybody that. starts as a drummer, don't right? they? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to play the drums. My oatmeal cans and <laughs> right. Yeah. And I grew up kind of around music a lot. My grandpa, from what I understand, could play anything. He's one of those guys. Okay. Um, so it kind of skipped my dad. So my dad, I think, wanted to know if I had had that. So I was. It was introduced to me. Mm-hmm. And of course, there was always music around the house. Um, so. It was usually instrumental music. It seems like sticks out in my head the most. I was always fascinated. I think we talked about this before if we're going to talk about music. Uh, music boxes. Uh, just the melody. Like the wind-up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, I, my mom had one, and you could see part of it on the inside. And as a kid, I would wind that thing up and just watch that wheel turn. Yeah. yeah. And all that, and it was just fascinating. But the, the melody of it, you know, it's just... Uh, always captured my attention or whatever. Sure. And those are very cool. Kids don't, where the little prongs would mm-hmm. click yeah. past the right. wheel. Right. Kids don't see those anymore. Yeah. Really. Right, and they would play that melody. I'm just like, wow, how does it do that, really? But anyways, I uh, had an opportunity. Uh, I wanted to play drums. They said no. <laughs> uh, they wanted me, Dad wanted to play piano. And I was like, man, you can't really do anything on a piano. Right. I didn't think that's, you know. I've learned differently now, but <laughs> anyways, we met in the middle with guitar. Uh, took lessons, got me a guitar. I wanted to, I wanted to rock, um, but uh, had to. I took uh, my first lessons was country. Okay, it was with the guy that my dad worked with, and I'll make this quick. Anyways, um, one thing about my dad, I knew, I knew about my dad. He always kept his word. If he said it. Uh, he was going to do it. I think in that way, he was always such a, I didn't know it, but such a, a godly influence, really, mm-hmm. because if I thought if I can get my dad to say it. Dependable, right. It's a done deal, because he won't go back on his word. He's still like that. But uh, So anyways, he seen me. He was just wanting to see if I was going to stick stick with it. And, uh, I mean, I loved it right right away, uh, as soon as I could 
make some some you know a couple sound. chords or whatever. Yep, yeah. sound that made sense to me. Then I would play with that. And from an early age, I always had that sense of you can move people with this. And yeah, you know, growing up, um, went through a lot of things or whatever, and um, always wanted you know um, to be able to help people. Um, growing up, an only an only child. I don't know. I know you're not. Are I you? am. Are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. I think it's different, man. Yeah. I think it's different. Uh, there's a lot of alone time and a lot of time to think. That's probably why I'm quiet by nature. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm good with just listening to people talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me in my job. But, uh, like, this is very odd for me. It's very... Uh, I've already learned a few things. I, I love these. It's yes. Um, but anyways, so I knew that you could, there was an emotional side to music that I really attached, uh, attached to. And I just thought, you know, that's the greatest thing ever. So it's been, it's been you know, it's been my therapy. Sure it has. It's been my go-to a lot that. of times. Um, you know. It's got me through the, some of the hardest, you know, times of my life. And, you know, as a Christian, you think you always want to say, well, Jesus got you through. And he did. But he gave me that music. Mm-hmm. For to more help than, you. Yeah. yeah. To help me, to help others, I think, you know. And ultimately, it is him. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. it is him. God laid, create, you know, he, he weaved us with creativity, you know. And yeah. I believe we all, you know, we all have that in us. We're unique. We're, yeah, we're all unique in our ways, but we all have, I believe, a way to create something. And I think we get kind of, sometimes we get hung up kind of like, you know, you and I, Pastor Scott, have talked about a calling in church. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people just go down the list, pastor, director of children's, sure. blah, blah, blah. And they, those are those, pos- list, those, are yeah. those <laughs> roles and responsibilities. But there are so many other things we could do with our talent to reach others or to give to others. And um, so... I always try to even instill upon my own kids is to, if you can find that creative piece of you to carry with you throughout your life, it is going to... Well, it's it's so, it's rewarding as well, too, yeah. because it's, it's, it's what you're good at, usually. Yes, yeah. And it's just to your point, you know, just the guitar playing. You know, Jesus has been there, but he gave you that, you know. I think, yeah, he gave it to me. You know, as a kid, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some some things that were really, really tough. So it was, you know, even in those times when I didn't know how to process things with words or even with thoughts, um, I could on the guitar. I don't know how else to say it. It may not make sense, but mm-hmm. I could on the guitar. You know, so I knew that. But And then growing, you know, we got we got away from church growing up. And um, 1981 was a big thing. I seen Journey in concert. Um, yeah. I seen Neil Sean play, and you know he's one of those guys that he plays so much emotion in his playing. So much of it is just off a cuff, mm-hmm. and it just man, it just I was like, wow, that's it. This guy is exactly what I feel inside. He's doing, and that's what I want to do. And, uh, but man, it led me down, led me down a road that, you know, this is the thing. God has never left my side, man. I mean, never. 
I've hit the guardrails. I've started to go off the cliff, you know. Um, I've went a lot farther than I wanted to, but he has never left my side. Absolutely. Ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his promise is that he never will. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, and now that, you know, I'm 52 now, and I can look back and I, I've seen a lot of the stuff that that he did and, and, and the stuff that wasn't so good, he's used for the good. Especially now, it seems like in my, I don't know, I'm 52. I feel maybe older than I really am, but I feel like in my later years or whatever, man, with this job that I have now, I'm able to use all that stuff. Yeah. And it really is so uh, rewarding. Stuff that I never thought I would use, like being quiet. Sure. In my job, it's important. It's a benefit. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, what is it? let's talk about Sure. What is your, your I, role? My goal? Your role. In, oh, in my your... role. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm, a, I'm a behavioral health technician. Okay. Uh, I work for Lumiere uh, Healing Centers. It's a drug and alcohol rehab. And uh, what I do is I assist the counselors. And I do some IT work, and that's, I might go into an IT role there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, I assist with the counselors right now, and uh, it's just incredible how God has used all my experiences, and, and I'm able to, 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 to use all this to help, to help people. And this is even outside of music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've right. always thought, oh, you know, I'm a guitar player. This is kind of like uh, who I am sometimes. It's, you know, I get stuck in that identity. You, I, I think you're identified only oh, by yeah. how well you can play. Mm-hmm. Right. And oh, good night. There's a million great, incredible guitar right. players we never heard, even heard of. But anyways, yeah, so I get to use all that, all that stuff that you might want to say the devil meant it for harm, bad, right? bad, God, he uses it for good and how he's orchestrated all this stuff. So my role is I get to, you know, I assist the counselors. Sometimes I lead groups. Sometimes I sit in on groups um, and just listening to people and being able to share, you know, my experience too mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully to give them hope, you know, ultimately, hopefully, hopefully to give them a hope in Jesus. Correct. So is there, is there, is it, is it a Christian based business or do you have an opportunity to share those types of things or? Um, if they have any interest in it, then, then can, you can pick up yeah. on that. <laughs> okay. But I can't necessarily say, Hey, right. Right. Um, you know, this is going to be like the curriculum or whatever, sure. but, uh, but, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous is, is, uh, there's a lot of uh, the Christian theme in it anyway. So they, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. working the steps or whatever. Uh, one is the, you surrender. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to, you know, you surrender to your higher power. Yeah. Now, I can elaborate on that, you know, sometimes. I heard a preacher preaching, yeah. said, just like Alcoholics Anonymous, you introduce yourself, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. In the Christian world, we should introduce ourselves, hey, I'm Scott Fussnecker, I'm a sinner. And right. Then, the rest of the story is a pretty good connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I get to use um, a big part of that is, and it was, you know, going through the growth track, we talked about uh, mercy, mm-hmm. empathy. That word empathy was in there. And when I was getting this, uh, it's like a certificate, a CDCA, uh, which uh, this role requ- requires, that was a big 
part of it. I've always been interested in psychology. Mm-hmm. I took that when I went to Cincinnati uh, Bible College. I took a class in psychology, and I just thought it was fascinating, man. That's just really neat. Mm-hmm. But uh, having empathy. And, you know, in, in addiction, I've been on both sides of the fence. So I've been the one that yeah. was being treated. Right. Sure. Um, so I know what that feels like. So I got... I feel like I got empathy when I'm when I see somebody there yeah. and they just you know they look lost or mm-hmm. they just look hopeless or there's no there's no purpose you know um, I started reading that book again the purpose driven life because uh, you know I think if I can help them find their purpose that's going to help them through the rest of their life right. and their recovery right. oh, yeah. so that's you know um, what I do at work well. and. It's, Sounds uh, fun. It's the it's you know, it's some of the hardest things I've ever seen and heard, but it's the most rewarding. Right. Um, when you see somebody that makes it through the initial, you know, physical pain, yeah. emotional pain of uh, going through withdrawal, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not, uh, you know, I think you think about. I was thinking about this on the way here. Shine your light. How do I let my light shine? You know, I was thinking about. At work, um, meeting these people where they are, non-judgment, you know, no judgment, just meeting them where they are, mm-hmm. just like Jesus, I think, would, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I shoot for. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what I know about, now you probably won't talk about it, but, you know, I'm also curious is... Talk about anything you want to talk all about. Right, let's do it. Let's roll with it. He sounds. He sounds like he's at work now. That's right. As, as a guitar player, you know, you're, you and I is kind of working together on some things, and you know, we've kind of reconnected because you want to do some things with, you know, your music that you've recorded, and a blog on your website, and you know, I think that that's God driven. There's still, you know, God's with you, you know. So, what does that future look like? How do you, you know, what's Benson Cope want to do with that? You know. Um. What does you know, that look like? Because you like to, you know, reach others and just kind of help people. Benson Cope has to get out of Benson Cope's way. <laughs> That's step one. Yeah. Because um, your blog, you started your blog. Yeah. And um, I know you have a real passion to to get some of your thoughts, you know, and share some of your experiences. I've got to be able to let some of that stuff go. Yeah. Because I got... Probably I'm too much of a, um, when it comes right down to it, one of my flaws is I'm a perfectionist, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to something like that. It's like, you know, showing somebody your baby, and they think, oh, that baby's kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? I'm just like, this is my baby. Yeah. We talk I've about that a so lot as artists. We, we stop because we don't want to be misunderstood. And it's a barrier when you start to share what you're doing, you know, because it's that judgment thing. It's like it might be on your heart but it may look totally different than what you see out there. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, I never even thought and, of that. And everybody, you, and, know. you know. I think one thing, too, you know, you talk about playing music and uh, all that. If When it's just one person, it's, I think it's even harder mm-hmm. um, because there's really nothing to bounce an idea off of somebody. Right. To, to really even to let it go, like, you know, like you're in a band and you and you might come up with a riff or whatever, and you're writing, you start writing a song where you present it to the band, and they're like, well, I like that part, but, man, I don't like that part. I, 
maybe this right here, and you start collaborating, and you do kind of let go of that, and then it becomes a bigger thing. Yeah. By yourself, I think that, to me, that's harder. Yeah, um, right. Because they don't have that that thing. There's a lot of time the only voice you're talking to is yours, and yeah. sometimes it's not, yours is not your your best friend. No, so. <laughs> it's not the encourager sometimes, so, right? Like, yeah, right. Let's do it, Vincent. So, you know, a lot of the things, I, for a long time I thought guitar was my only talent. And uh, but that's not true. There's many, you know, facets. Uh, my wife helps me out a lot with that because she sees, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, and so, you know, she really helps me out. You're more than just that. Mm-hmm. You're way more than that. That's just man. A, there's that's so many people that thing. struggle with that type of thing. I know a couple people that are close to me. You know, good friends and mm-hmm. things. And um. I don't know how. I mean, it's deception of the enemy. Ultimately, you yes. know that wants you to believe that you're, you're, you're identified by that or whatever, and uh, those are just tools that are used to actually promote the good of God, the goodness of God. But um, we we it's so easy. People and then people identify it as ministry. You know, like there'll be someone that's probably called to minister that's looked at Benson before and said. Well, I can't do what he does, so I must not be da 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 da. Right. And then you know, and we do the same thing. Yes. And then all of a sudden, we box ourselves into, well, I guess that's what I am. I'm identified by that thing or whatever. And it's easy to it's easy to get, you know, cornered into that. Mm-hmm. Let me add this to it. On the flip side, it's also easy for somebody like me to hide behind the guitar. Mm-hmm. You don't ever even know who I really am unless I make myself vulnerable. Yeah. You know what I'm he saying? He is quiet now that we've been on this. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't could, know if I, I've I, ever heard I could really, talk this much, I could man. talk, yeah. talk, talk, yeah, talk, talk, talk. <laughs> I love, you know, when it's, I, I, I like it. Um, so I can tell you, this might surprise you, some of the closest times I've ever felt to God is in a semi-truck. Driving through the mountains. Sure. I can scared imagine. to death. Yeah. Scared because I'm in way over my head. You know, I think mm-hmm. sometimes that's where God puts us. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I've seen him move in great ways. Mm-hmm. We don't grow comfortable. And no. No. Somebody I heard, a, I don't know where it was, just a quote the other day that talked about fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, with it being okay to sometimes have fear, that means that you've put yourself in a position to be stretched to something greater. If you're not afraid, maybe you haven't stepped into that or made that step of faith. You know what I mean? Right. It made sense right. to me. Like, it's okay It's okay sometimes to, to, to be a little anxious or have a little fear. That means that, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably doing th- some of the right things. I think, and, I, and you know, uh, I tell, you know, people... That I meet at work, this that uh, you've been through so much, uh, therefore you got so much to offer. There's so much you have to offer when you've been through so much. Yeah. Um, so, in a semi truck, man, God showed up. I mean, in big ways. Um, a lot of time to talk with God too. Oh right? yeah, I mean, I would be listening sometimes to even to secular music. The journey. The yeah. journey to <laughs> you know it had to be in there. Some yeah, some a lot of. Uh, I mean, Steve Perry is the best, isn't he? Right, he, he and, is. and just as a side note, a little trivia: he wasn't <laughs> uh, 
the first lead singer. Oh, Journey. Okay. Really? I, I didn't know that. that. And here I thought I was the biggest Journey fan on the planet. But yeah. I found out, yeah. Sounds like Eddie and Benson are going to have to do a Journey <laughs> rendition because... But uh, you know Lincoln Brewster played yeah, guitar. Brewster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played guitar for Steve Perry. So Did he? he? Play, yeah, he plays a lot like Neil Sean. The same. Yeah, mm-hmm. not enough mm-hmm. people know about Lincoln Brewster. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. I yeah, mean, he, he is one of the best. He was going to mm-hmm. be, he could have probably been the guy in L.A. as far as a session player. Yeah, not mm-hmm. enough people know that. It, I, yeah, every time great. I hear Lincoln Brewster, I'm like, you know this I guy? I listen yeah. to a lot of him, a lot of Satriani, but um, here's an example. Okay, I, I get my truck. I'm going solo, all right? And I'm going down to, uh, it seems like a big, long trip, but it's just down in Kentucky. And I'm, oh, God, please help me now. I'm on my own. No, you're not. I'm with you. Okay, mm-hmm. man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I believe you. You're with me. We go there, and I'm still scared to death. And I go to get my, uh, uh, pick up my first delivery, uh, the guy that's running the tow motor that's going to load my truck that helps me back in is a, he was an usher at Princeton Pike. Oh, wow. We prayed right there in the parking lot. Hmm. It's good. I said, man, God, you're right here. You yes. really are. Got back in my truck and cried like a baby. You know, it was just uh, one thing after another. It's like he was showing me, really, Benson, everywhere you go, I'm there. So when yeah. it's shifting gears a little bit, when's the first time you played a guitar in church? <laughs> in church? Oh, as at Princeton Pike Church of God. Okay. I, I got saved there with Pastor Luke, Pastor mm-hmm. Jimmy, and um, went there. And the um, they said, hey, there's no guitar player there. There's a bass player and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But no guitar player. You got to go talk to uh, uh, Pastor Jimmy. So I did. And man he invited me in right away sure. that's when I figured out oh boy all these songs are out of A flat <laughs> E flat <laughs> I learned how a different way I really prayed I really prayed and um, I think God showed me a different way to play guitar yeah. Yeah. long story short um, uh, I was in a music store one time and I was playing and uh, I just I felt like I just I didn't hear the audible voice of God obviously but I really felt like he was teaching me guitar all over again and just to relax and just to play because he and enjoyed worship. it. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that he enjoys mm-hmm. it. Wow. Well, yeah. He broke me out of my comfort zone. You know, I can be a, I can be a bedroom, living room guitar player yeah. all my life. And I remember, you know, going to the vineyard mm-hmm. and I'd always want to be in, quote unquote, the rock band, you know. Right. And I never really experienced that. And at the point in my life, you know, 10 years ago, I really didn't want that. You know, in my dreams, that would have been cool, you know, having my, you know, I was doing my air guitar, you know, concerts. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember just very specifically when God said, this is where you need to take your music. This is, and that's not just fear, you know, never had sung, couldn't sing and play guitar for nothing. You know, and I just started right. stepping out, and I picked, I bought the acoustic, and it just took off from there. Yeah, still feeling like I don't know where I'm going, but it was God that said, "Yeah, we got this." So, and, where'd you uh, play it for the first time in church? Can you remember? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, it would have been Foundation. Foundation wow. would have been the very first worship service. 
I would have never guessed. And then from there, you know, various other Because I heard venues. you play, and I'm like, man, this guy's played in front of a lot you of people. You had videos yeah. out or something I seen. At one point, yeah. Something. At one point. Yeah, yeah so, um, but I, I remember when I just seeked, you know, I played guitar and wanted to do something with it, you know, and it was late in life. But, you know, God had never left me. I was just trying to think worldly. Right. You know? And, yeah. you know, one day God said, nope. I was listening to the worship band. I'm like, I want to do that. That's that's where I'm supposed to be. You know, playing in bands, there's always, well, it's hopefully you have that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I thrive in that, and that's what I love here at Foundation is the camaraderie that uh, I think we have as far as, you know, a band, even as a church. But um, I can remember the, some of the first times I'm playing, and uh, uh, I remember at the end of the services, Pastor Luke would sing a lot. Oh, and yeah. man, when that, when that man sang, it just reminded me of somebody that just didn't give a hoot yeah. about anything. But he was good, was too. Singing. Yeah. A great singer. Yeah. But he just had that real belly voice and mm-hmm. just would, uh, when he would look at me, I mean, we, it's like we yeah. would connect. You know what? Wow. It's almost like yes. in, a, in the... In the Better than, you know, when I played in the clubs. He's one of the that. biggest influences on my ministry. Oh, yeah. And Sam it's Luke. just, man, it was just, I remember feeling that, just that, uh, the joy go through me of that, you know, of, of those times. Wow. Yep. He yeah. still does it. Check him out online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's you awesome. Can, you can find him on there. Yeah, he's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, man, that's, that's awesome. I mean... Your story is 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 a is a powerful one. Your story. I hope you continue to, you know, take what God's your experiences and in moving forward. No, we haven't had a chance to talk about the. Uh, I don't want to forget to talk about the people that have influenced him. Oh, absolutely! I yeah. love to hear yeah, that. We'll pull it back and do that. Influences. Influences. Benson Cope. To Benson Cope. Uh, first one, if you're going to talk about music, is uh, probably Neil Sean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, I've always wanted to meet him. It's probably been a good thing that I haven't, um, because it would probably take some of the magic away. Right. When you meet somebody, and I would say, "Whoa, <laughs> that's not who I thought it was." Because yeah. I had the chance to meet. Like, uh, it's funny. I you tell about a, a, a funny story. We were warming up for the band Quiet Riot, and the guitar player um, actually held the door open for me for me to carry my amp in. And Dave Buchanan, he was a bass player at mm-hmm. the time, and. I walked through the door. I didn't even know it. I walked right by, like you know, he was a, he was kind of an influence too. Walked right by uh, Carlos Cavazzo. I was gonna say, yeah. I didn't even know it. Yeah. He's like, man, did you know who held that door open for you? I'm like, no, I'm just trying to. He's like, that was the guitar player for Quiet Riot, and we just had the biggest laugh. Wow. So, uh, other influences, uh, you know, I'm my cousin. I have a one certain cousin. Uh, that really influenced me growing up. My cousin uh, George Cope, he always made me feel proud to be a Cope. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just had that thing about him, and I always felt proud of my family. It wasn't the perfect family, but I, I felt connected and mm-hmm. felt like I had purpose and and all that uh, through my family and my uncles were That's big good. influences on me. Good. You know, um, so yeah. But musically, probably Neil Sean is. Mm-hmm. That was uh, was that question? If you're on a desert island, you have one, mm-hmm. one album. It would be, uh, oh boy, <laughs> I don't know. How about a godly influence? Godly influence, uh, musically, 
Um, uh, I'll tell you who it is. Doyle Dykes. Yeah. yeah. One of the nicest guys. Uh, one of the most, most phenomenal down- guitar mm-hmm. players that more people need to but, hear. But yeah. let me, this is what I think, because you can really have great talent, uh, but not be so good of a person. And mm-hmm. man, he's a great guitar player, one of the best on the planet, for yes. sure. Yes. And even a better person. Wow. See, I didn't, I, I, of course, I we had him a few times at the Pike, but I didn't get a chance to spend yeah, time with I him or whatever. Meeting. And uh, talk to him and stuff, and just he just, seems like a great guy. Oh, he's a, good family. Yeah. Brings his daughter with him back in the day yeah. and stuff. Too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, incredible. And yeah, Doyle Dykes guy. come to Foundation. Put on if a Saturday was any, night show. Could, yeah, schedule it out. He would do it. I yeah. bet you he would. He's incredible, but uh, he's a great person. And, yeah. You know, growing up and getting to play, and we were on the radio and this and that and the other. And he got to meet some people and. Like I say, it took a lot of the, a lot of the magical away because sure. we found out. Oh, that's really not right. What, what I, I thought, thought it was, was and, and all that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. What about you? Who me influences? Oh, we got to turn it around. Oh, I, yes, right, so there's been a few a little... times that I've thought we got to actually put Brian over there. So maybe that's <laughs> coming. Up. Yeah, um, actually, godly influence. Um, definitely my great aunt. Um, what a godly woman, you know, very interesting. Um, she had a, she was very unique. Um, she lived in the same house for 35 years. It had no shower. She boiled her water for hot water. She had a, a, a ringer washer, you know, with a ringer when you would rinse your clothes. Um, I would go up and stay the summers with her. She would walk to church and print the bulletin and she wow. got me to play saxophone. I played Amazing Grace when so I was how did play she print the bulletin? I played saxophone in high school through high school. You did, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I and so she that. got me to do in high school she got me to play Amazing Grace in church. That was that's probably the, actually the first time to answer your question you that I actually church. played in church. Do you still um, ever mess with the sax or uh, when Nicholas plays sax. Okay, so you mess so, with uh, it. yeah. I kinda oh, help yeah, him along. And, oh yeah, I wish I would have oh, stuck gosh. with it, but it wasn't cool when I got out of high school. Oh, be cool now, man. Yeah, it would be very cool <laughs> oh, now. Oh yeah. So, That'd be so cool. But she um just um she retired from Wright Pat after forty years, never owned a car, never been married. How did she print the bulletin? Just um at church, and we would oh, use at church. it at okay, church. Okay, she copied and, it and, stuff. And, and before we even because you went we from boiling a, hot water to printing a bulletin, and there was a gap there. Like yeah, but we boiling, actually did a roller printer. Yeah, at one like point the blue. Th- mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was real young, and then they kind of wow. upgraded and plugged in a printer or wow. a copier yeah. uh, in the later years. But um, what just, church was um, that? Um, it was a Baptist church in Gratis, Ohio. Wow, you know, so just um, you know, and I didn't know it at the time. But she was such an influence, just a yeah. sweet woman, just so kind, prayed, studied her Bible. Yeah, you never recognize your influencers sometimes no. when they're influencing you, do no, you? not until, you know, never I probably just her. really have talked about her a lot in the last five years of my life. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't before, right, right. but from a godly influence, you wow. know, just, just really cool. And I didn't know it, you know, God yeah. was, you know, I was being, I was being touched throughout sure. those young years. Yeah. I was bucking it, though. Sure, kicking <laughs> against the goads. It was good. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> right. I can remember one time, um, talking about God showing up, you know, in subtle ways or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, picking up the Bible and just um, flipping through it. And I come across the, um, Genesis, and Noah was building the ark, and it just gave 
you know, description, description, this, this song, this one, this one, right, everything, right. man, down to the detail. And I thought, wow, I can understand this. Uh, yeah. You know, I can understand that. People say, well, you can't really understand the Bible. I understand this perfectly. This yeah. is, you know. This we is all have no those brainer. moments where you, you have that first then, time where yeah. it makes sense. Yes. And I thought, well, man, I can understand God. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, it's like he's, you know, he's there. More than anyone. You know? And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. He's been there all along, and he'll continue to be there. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, good stuff. Yeah, love good, it. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, I know you said it, uh, I don't know what you said exactly earlier, but you were like, this is kind of odd to me, or it, it's oh, not yeah, a comfort because, zone doing what we're doing. Right. Well, I was saying, it's, yeah. it's, you know, you're talking about, oh, I see that guy playing. I don't play, so I don't know what gift I have or whatever. Right. But it's, it's just as easy for that guy playing to to uh, hide behind that. Sure, sure. That's really not, I mean, it's a gift. I don't, you know, some people say it's a gift. Some people, you know, say it's just, it's, you know, a talent or whatever. There's, I think what I do at work is uh, even more of a gift, you know. Um, so that's just how I, you know, personally, I mean, I love playing guitar. Well, it seems like you're but, being fulfilled greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, by doing what you're doing, yeah, too. It's, it's, it's truly, you, can you know, see I think about impact. this. You know, Jesus isn't necessarily tied to a church. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He He's out. Right. He goes out. I mean, he went to the side of a river where everybody was hanging out and living life. Yeah. Yep. And that's where, that's where he was. And uh, you know, a couple of the two of uh, my favorite stories in the Bible, uh, one is the woman at the well, uh, how he went up mm-hmm. to her. And uh, it said he must, well, at least in the King James, he must needs go through Samaria. And they didn't want to do that as Jews. And he sent his disciples off because they may have gotten in the way, sort of, sure. with their judgment or whatever, Samaritan woman. But uh, he wasn't no big rock star. He wasn't, didn't have no, right. he was just a guy that was weary by a well and was thirsty and wanted to give a woman eternal life. Yeah, you know that's that, that gives me chills just thinking about Jesus. You know, simple showing up like this. Simple. simple. Mm-hmm. And the other one is uh, the man um, that uh, at the pools of um, Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think during that time, Jesus. I think it was a time of festivals. Mm-hmm. Jesus could have been much more prestigious places, but he was with the sick. And he's with the people that couldn't help themselves. Mm. And, you know, the guy didn't even know who he was. Right. Right? He didn't even know who he was. And I think, I've always wondered about that question, and I'm sure you could enlighten me. Uh, He said, you know, do you want to be, well, do you want to be made whole? Well, yeah, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I heard somebody say, well, when he made him whole, he would have to work for a living. He couldn't just beg anymore. He had to do things differently. But I just think about how Jesus approached him and, you know, met that guy's need. And the guy didn't even know who he was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't, you know, um, I can walk and all that. Uh, I just find that fascinating. When, when people finally discover, you know, it's you know. just like you kind of said earlier, you know, you believed in God and, you know, but... When you finally discovered, you were like, "Man, I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted mm-hmm. to," and it was just a 
It's a simple. Well, I think, yeah, even in that truck, man, that was some of the greatest uh, experiences. I had one time, um, I was scared to death. <laughs> I was coming up uh, on the end of my hours. I didn't have any place to park. And um, I thought, oh, boy, here we go. There's no place to park this big thing. I don't want to just park on the side of the right. road. I did that one time, and that was that was. Uh, didn't end well. Scary. It didn't end. Oh. I mean, it, it was okay, but it, I wouldn't yeah. do it again. Yeah. And uh, anyways, I was coming up on a small truck thing, and I thought, this thing's going to be full. Man, this thing's going to be full. And I don't know. I just felt impressed. that Man, you better trust God. Yeah. And I just prayed, you know, God, you know what I'm going into. I'm going to have to pull over into this thing. And, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be full. Sure. There's no other choice. There's no other choice. And man, there was no ham and organ playing. I did. I probably wasn't even listening to Christian music. Um, I was probably listening to some classic rock or something. But anyways, uh, I pulled in. I said, "Okay, I'm going to do it." I pulled in that place, and when you, you pulled in, it was like a shoehorn, and I could see. And I thought, "Oh boy, it's full. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, you know, if I'm going to stay here, I have to, you know." Uh, the unwritten rule is they will let you get by parking illegally as long as you're not blocking somebody in. But anyways, I turned right, and I seen it was full. My truck straightened out, and as soon as that happened, another truck pulled out and left. You pulled hmm. right on and in. And I pulled right on in, man. And I'm yeah. telling you, I got in that bunk and cried like a baby. I got it written <laughs> down in my Bible. Yeah. Wow. I thought, man, you did it. But the thing of it, I wasn't in church. And nothing against church. Right, absolutely. I wasn't even listening to Christian music. In other words, I didn't think I was being a good Christian and earning yeah. these brownie points. Any right. revelation I've ever gotten about church yeah. or ministry, it's never really been. I mean, I can't say ever, but I mean, like about this church, it's generally outside of here, man, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So that's just me, and it's that could not, you know, it's not everybody, but that's, you know, that's part of my story that I like to share because... God showed me that he's real and that he really loves me. He's in the small things. He loves things. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know. My wife, will, she'll say it. She, she, the front spots at the malls, the sunshine on vacations. She's like, yeah, I get them all. God gives me all those things. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So that's part of my story, I guess. That's an awesome story. That's yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I've been, I've been blessed to hear your story. Oh, I love it. And, uh, you know. I thank God for our past crossing and yeah. The time goes by too fast. I can't believe the last couple have lasted as long as I have because I like doing these. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, no, I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been awesome, Pastor Scott. I know he's over there smiling, so he's I love it. He's enjoyed it, and um, you know we love these. So um, we hope uh, hopefully outside of here, you know, you and I. Work together and get some things going. I want to get that video. Yeah, we'll get some video going and uh, we'll hook you up. Yeah, we'll hook you up. (laughs) Well, I tell you what, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope you get uh, such an enjoyment and, uh, you know, hopefully heard something uh, in this uh, wonderful story of Benson Cope that that, uh, resonated with you. And uh, we appreciate everybody just checking us out. And uh, this is episode eight, and we're going to tune out. So we'll see you later. See you guys. See ya. See ya.